and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. I'm Ed Peters. We continue on today in the ninth chapter of Acts, Luke's account of the conversion of Saul. Today our focus will be on verse 15, where God gives Ananias the reasons for calling Saul. God states two reasons. He was God's chosen vessel for two things. First, he was to bear the name of Jesus. Notice he is not called a witness, as the disciples were. Although Saul may have seen Jesus at his crucifixion, he had not walked with him while he was here on earth. He really knew nothing about him until that day on the road to Damascus. But now he is to bear that name before three different groups, Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. Secondly, the Lord said that he will show Saul how great things that he must suffer for his name's sake. Saul was chosen to suffer for Jesus Christ. Now here, once again, are verses 15 and 16, God's statement to Ananias, and Luke writes, But the Lord told him, Go, for he is my chosen instrument to carry my name in the presence of the nations and of kings and of the sons of Israel. For I will show him how much he will have to suffer on behalf of my name. Now, beginning with today's study and continuing on through our next study, 
we will be focusing on the following three points from verse 15. We will look first at the messenger, then second at the message, and then third at the mission. Now here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. Saul, a Pharisee, determined to stamp out every follower of Jesus Christ. He was breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He had come to Damascus to search for Jewish Christians and to extradite them to Jerusalem for trial and imprisonment. Now the Lord wanted a Christian Jew from Damascus named Ananias to visit Saul. Ananias was understandably afraid. But the Lord said to him, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. This is one of my favorite verses in the whole book of Acts. The Lord is speaking these words. He speaks about his messenger. He speaks about the message and the mission. Hear the whole verse again, chapter 9, verse 15. God says about Paul, This is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. Note the messenger, number one, the message, number two, and the mission, number three. Here is what the Lord said about the messenger. This man is my chosen instrument, chosen by God. That's what strikes me here. God's messengers are not selected by human vote. Man may cast the ballot, but the election is rigged by God. God casts the deciding vote. I take it that what was said of Paul is true of any messenger of the Lord. Every one of us must remember that we are selected, appointed, elected by the Lord. I am sure Paul could not have accomplished what he did had he only been chosen by a local church to go to Europe. No doubt Ananias shared these words with Paul later, and Paul was able to suffer so much because of the conviction that he was not man's choice, he was God's choice. A pastor must look on his task from that perspective too. The church may cast the votes, but the vote that matters is the Lord's. When he calls, that is a divine appointment. We work primarily for him. Cassettes of these programs are sent to many missionaries across the world. I'm sure that each one of them needs to hear these words of the Lord too. The mission board may have selected you, but that alone won't keep you there. You are there by God's sovereign choice. We serve him first. There's another point I must surface here. If we are chosen by God, then that does not leave room for volunteers. I remember missions conferences of past years. The speakers would challenge us to volunteer, but that's not strong enough. We are not volunteers. We are draftees, drafted by the Lord himself. We can't burn the draft card. We can't flee across the border. We can't unvolunteer. That's not our choice. I'm sure Paul must have felt like quitting many times, but that wasn't his choice. 
He was drafted, chosen, elected by the Lord himself. It wasn't his choice, nor the choice of the church, nor a mission board. I believe it was this conviction that drove Paul to the ends of the earth with the gospel and finally to the end of his life. He could face anything, the Sanhedrin, the whip, snakes, demons, even Rome, with the conviction that God had chosen him. I wonder why God chose Paul. In a way, he was the most unlikely choice. He was killing Christians. But let's look at him for a moment. Humanly speaking, he was perhaps the most suitable man to do what God called him to do. He knew Jewish culture and thought. He was a Pharisee and a student of the school of Gamaliel. He knew Jewish theology. He writes to the Galatians, I was advancing in Judaism beyond many Jews of my own age and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. Paul was well equipped to bring the good news of Jesus to his fellow countrymen. On the other hand, he was raised in Tarsus, a city in Asia Minor. He knew Greek culture, language, and thought. Furthermore, he was a Roman citizen and had all the privileges that went with that. Humanly speaking, he was also well-suited to bring the good news to the Gentile world of his day. He even had a trade. He could support himself. I say, humanly speaking, he was a good choice. Of course, finally, God gifted him for the mission. Most important was that he was God's choice for the job. God said to Ananias, this man is my chosen instrument. I want to focus on that word instrument tomorrow. Today I've focused on God's choice. I say again, I don't believe Paul could have suffered so much had he not had the firm conviction that he was under God's appointment, that he was God's choice. Sweet. 
What's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.